You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. Welcome to It's My Money. It's My Money is brought to you by Brenters Wealth, which is South Africa's top boutique wealth manager 2022, and a few years before that as well. With me is Mags Haystack from Brenters Wealth. And Mags, just before we get into the talking points that you want to highlight today, how's 2022 been for you? Because it hasn't been the worst year ever, but it's been one of the most volatile and contentious years ever. Have people reached out to you more than they would have done in normal years? Well, first again, as always, thanks for for having a chat with me. And uh, I think the the straightforward answer with with regards to this year, um, it's been horrible. And it's it's really not just from a financial point of view. I think it's, you know, we were all glued to our screens and, and Twitter feeds and everything in, in February, March, at the beginning of the year, when Putin decided to, you know, go off the rails with regards to Ukraine, and and I think what what's been really difficult this year um, has been volatility first and foremost, and a minor existential crisis as well, when you know Putin was threatening to nuke Europe and and everything else, and so that's that's kind of my honest truth, you know. If you're looking back at this year, it's something I don't want to ever repeat again. Um, you know, volatility was also off the charts, and yes. you know, it's a bit of a cliche, but hindsight is always twenty twenty. And we look at you know markets and volatility and everything else, and it's it's something I have discussed a few a few times in the past as well. But the volatility we've experienced this year is still nowhere close to what we experienced in twenty twenty, and even two thousand and nine. And that, that kind of, you know, puts things into perspective. And yes, we know why markets have corrected and, you know, it was basically an oversupply of cash and, you know, money being printed, et cetera, et cetera, high inflation, all of that. But at the same time, and not to ramble on too much, you know, the optimism, I think, for next year, it's there, but it's not anywhere near as close as, as, as where we were last year. So, um, you know, we're just going into the new year, not, not having any expectations. Um, you know, to, to be blunt with you, it's it's a very neutral position right now. Okay, that was a good explanation, and I can feel your pain actually. And we'll come to what the clients have said to you and how they've reacted compared to previous years at the end of the interview. You want to talk about a popular strategy that's been used for decades, and it's called the sixty forty method. What does that mean? What is sixty forty? So it's it's a bit of industry jargon, uh, in my opinion, but a sixty forty portfolio, which which what it's referring to, um, basically means, and it's a very very basic uh, and a basic element is is sixty percent of your portfolio is is in equities, and the other forty percent is primarily in bonds, um, and to a lesser extent in cash as well. Um, from a South African point of view, um, also on an international level just with minor alterations on the asset classes, this can be referred to as a balanced portfolio. Um, typically, from a South African point of view, we also look at offshore weighting and, and all of that. But for the basis of this chat, the 60-40 or the 60-40 method is 60% equities, 40% bonds, and you know other interest-bearing instruments. 
It's been a difficult year when it comes to the 60-40 method, and we'll get to the performance levels in a moment, because every asset class has suffered this year. I mean, you would have thought that uh, equities going down would mean that bonds would go up, that sort of thing, in previous years, and maybe sometimes the other way around. But the bond market has been decimated. The equity market at a certain point was decimated as well, although there's been obviously recoveries in both of those. But generally speaking, all the rules have been thrown out the window this year. 100% correct. It's really a case, I think, where we've seen um, consumer sentiment, inflation creeping up, interest rates going up, commodities tanking, equities tanking, bond values, you know, being absolutely annihilated as well, obviously as a result of interest rates going up. And it's largely in part due to the, you know, the unwavered um, money printing that was going um, and taking place in both the U.S. markets as well as the European markets. Um, You know, there's always a cause and effect. And if you study economics 101, you know, there's a term that's called et ceteris paribus, which means all else equal. If you do one thing, there's always going to be a reaction. And, you know, for a very long time, and I think I made this quote last time we spoke, but it was basically the, the case of, you know, everyone's at the party. Um, the punch ball was the equivalent of the money being printed. And instead of the Fed taking the punch ball away at 12 at night, they took it away at four in the morning. Um, and now we are, you know, basically suffering as a result of that unchallenged money printing exercise that a lot of the developed markets have been doing. Now, as a result, you know, not even touching on the, the Russian-Ukraine issue that, you know, caused oil prices and everything to to increase drastically. But inflation, you know, the core CPI has come down a little bit in the United States, and we saw markets doing very, very well about two days ago. But the, you know, the Fed has also announced that they will be increasing interest rates by half a percent uh, in, in, in the near future. And that has caused the markets to basically lose all of that, you know, that joyful sentiment uh, very, very quickly. Uh, I went to a a presentation from one of our partners uh, quite recently, and I'm speaking from from memory now, so don't don't quote me exactly, but (laughs) CISA released the total inflows into the South African market, so the South African investment environment, and and I think the total value of new money going into the, into the, let's say, the investment market was only about 4 billion rand compared to about 160 billion rand plus minus in, in 2021. And is it, it's, sorry, before you go on, those numbers are staggering. Does that mean that it's local money that has plunged from the big number that you mentioned to the small number you've mentioned? Correct. Is that what you're talking about? That's just the local South African investment environment, which shows that, you know, new money going into the investment uh, environment, you know, pension funds, retirement annuities, discretionary investments, all of that has plunged by, you know, not over 90%. And it means that people are not investing, first and foremost. And secondly, people are most likely parking money in bank accounts, in cash, et cetera, et cetera. So you speak to anyone in the industry, they can all tell you the same thing. You know, numbers have dropped significantly and tremendously. And I think it's reverberates in the sense of that sentiment of what a horrible year that it has been. So that's why I said earlier, you know, we, you know, we're quite neutral. We're not positive because we're also not too negative because from what we're seeing is that inflation should start coming down. We will see 
the energy price indices, you know, around Feb, March becoming a lot more flat because we're not going to have that same jump in, in energy prices that we saw last year. But, you know, going into next year, they should start flattening a bit. And that could also, you know, benefit the, you know, the inflation indicators on a, on a global level. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just a case of, you know, riding out through the storm and and i think to get back to the the, the topic at hand mm. um you know, the 60 40 portfolio and, and how that has performed and maybe we can discuss that briefly. yeah we'll do that in a second but i just want to mention the asisa statistics that you just alluded to i remember the asisa when it was the unit trust association and um, i would speak to the head of that organization and she would always say to me lindsay people get it wrong just when they should be putting money into the market, they're taking money out of the market. Have you found that as well when you talk to your clients and obviously you advise them? Do they phone you up and say after a really bad month or week or even day in the markets, they tell you, let's get out and you must sit them down and say, let's not react too, <laughs> too emotionally when it comes to this point. So I think we learned a lot as clients, as advisors, everything um, in 2020 when the S&P 500 dropped by about 30% in, in a month and you know everyone was panicking at that point and everyone thought, geez, this is the end of the world. I always laugh, I've read a quote recently, just take a second and think about millennials. They've gone through three once-in-a-lifetime economic crises in the last 11 years. So we learned so much from 2020 where you cannot panic. Panic, you have to remove emotion from investing because that is going to be the biggest detriment to your investments you know for example in 2020 march you know the market dropped 36 percent but you know four or five months later it recovered and we experienced a bull run of almost two years after that so i think from from let's say a brenter's point of view for for this year we've been we have been a lot more vocal we have been um you know, we, we have been talking with our clients. We haven't been, you know, digging our head in, into the sand like ostriches. We've been telling our clients, look, yes, it's been very difficult, but what can we do? What are your options? And obviously, as always, it's case by case and each client is different. And, you know, risk profiles is a big, big component of, of investing. And a, a 60-40 portfolio, for example, is, like I said, it's a balanced portfolio that could apply to most investors but each investor is different they have different objectives they have different time frames for the investments but i think one of our strengths this year has been communicating with those clients and speaking to them and saying look yes your investment is down but everything is down gold is down you know the the jsc is down and in dollar terms the only let's say indicator that was positive was the us dollar um and that's also seems to have you know turned around quite a bit the past couple of months so it's it's just a case of you know you know things are not always going to be uh, a one-way street and, and going up um you know as we saw in, in 2020 so it, it has been tough but i think you know from brenter's point of view we have been communicating with our clients and saying look things are difficult what can we do are there any alternatives and sometimes you have to say look there's not much that we can do but the benefit of proper financial advice is where the advisor comes in and says look now is the worst absolute time to move into cash because if things recover yes. you know it's just a case of when it's going to happen and and we just simply don't know when it will happen uh, uh, it, it's very difficult for an advisor or a broker or anybody else involved in the financial services industry to pick up the phone and say markets done this and your portfolio has done that but you have to do it don't you this is the most important time to communicate with your clients 
when things are volatile, maybe not as ideal as they've been in the past. The easiest thing to do is when you know markets are going well and the portfolios returned 18% before tax or inflation the previous year. You can't do it like that. This is the time when companies like yours, Rentus Wealth, earns its money because you pick the phone up and say, this is what's happening and this is what we're going to do. I think. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, fully, I fully agree with you. Okay, let's have a look at the 60-40 portfolio. When you look forward to 2023, could it be 60-40? Could it be 70-30 because of the beating that some of the markets have taken during the last 11, uh, nearly 12 months now? What is your attitude as you go away to recharge your batteries, Mags? Well, if we, you know, to quote the the Vanguard report, that you know, what, what which was a you know very strong source of of the article that I wrote, you know, if we look at between the time period between 2019 and 2021, uh, a 60/40 portfolio delivered an annualized return of about 14.3 percent. So, if you take the losses of 2022 into account, it would bring around a seven percent annualized return over a four-year period, and What's quite interesting is that if you look at the 60-40 portfolio as a whole over the last, let's say, you know, plus minus 100 years, the annualized return from 1926 to, you know, to the end of last year was about 8.8%. Now, obviously, the losses that we've experienced this year has, you know, brought that down, but you can call it the steady eddy portfolio. It's not going to shoot the lights out, but it's going to bring in elements of growth as well as protection. And the protection, obviously, to a large extent, comes from your bond and cash exposure, and the growth element comes from the equity component. And that's why we really like a balanced portfolio. And it's not as straightforward as just oh, 60% is in the, the index, you know, the S&P 500 index, and the rest is in, in U.S. bonds. You know, you can still, you know, you can still provide specialized equity into that 60%. But in general speaking terms, the 60-40 portfolio caters for a steady annualized return that's, you know, going to provide capital growth. Now, obviously, again, you know, 2022 is, has been, you know, earmarked by excessively high inflation in, in the developed markets, which is starting to slowly come down. But I mean, if, if we were in, you know, core inflation levels in the United States of close to 7%, and that 7% is basically wiped out. It wasn't growing in line with inflation, but inflation should start coming down. But if you look at a rolling three-year period with the 60-40 portfolio, there has never been a time period of more than a year where the portfolio delivered negative returns. So that's the, the essence of that type of portfolio. And to mention as well, it might not be an appropriate portfolio for everyone. You might be, let's say, at a later stage in your life or you know, you're already in retirement and you don't want to take too much risk. A 60-40 might not be applicable because you don't possibly have the ability to take on risk and losses. And that's maybe a, a possible example. could be a 70-30 or an 80-30. And again, coming to the uh, – when we refer to it's not 60-40, it should actually be – 30-70, 30% equity, 70% bonds. So I was just swapping yeah. the numbers. Okay. Um, so in any portfolio, the more equity exposure you have, the more volatility you can experience and the more risk in the portfolio and, and vice versa. But overall, Mags, I mean, if you take the 60-40 over a long period of time, it does work. And if you're, you're some sort of young gun that comes into the Brenthurst family and says, okay, well, I'm willing to take on more risk. I want 80% equity, 10% bonds and 10% 
percent uh, cryptocurrencies or something like that. They tell you, and you sit down and advise and tell them why they should or they shouldn't do this. But it's overall sixty forty does work long term. Is that what you're saying? Yes, it is an appropriate investment strategy for the majority of investors. That's the bottom line. If you are much younger probably not appropriate because you're not taking enough risk. If you are, let's say, in the later or golden years of your life, might be too aggressive for you. The, the equity exposure might be too high. There's other elements we need to consider as well. The very big component of any formal investment plan is income. Are you taking an income from your investment? You know, how is it going to affect your portfolio and your income if your investment drops, you know, 12, 15% in a year and you are taking income on top of that? So there's so many things you need to look at but you know ultimately at the end of the day it comes down to your risk the level of risk you want to take and the level of risk you can or should take and that's where we come in and we develop the plan and say okay based on our experience our opinion this is the correct way to structure it but i think to summarize a 60 40 portfolio is very very applicable for most investors very good analysis. Very interesting indeed. Max, thanks so much for your time. And also thanks so much for all your contributions throughout 2022, which has been a difficult time. And the last thing you want to do is talk to a broadcaster when you've got so many other things on your plate. Have a great Christmas and New Year. And I know that Brent Hurst is back, I think, on around about the 9th of January. And I look forward to speaking to you next year. Max Haystack is from Brent Hurst Wealth. And that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.